How are all of you beautiful people doing? You're fearfully and wonderfully made. I know sometimes we look in the mirror and we're like, are you, are you serious about that? <clears throat> but we're fearfully and wonderfully made. This is one of those messages I got really early. Um, I got this title Monday and started studying it Monday. And the last, uh, probably within the last four or five months, we've done a couple good-sized briskets on a grill, on a smoker. And one thing, when you smoke a brisket, one of them was like 6.5 pounds. The other one, was, there was actually two of them, and they totaled like 10.5. But with a brisket, you know, you got to prepare it. you got to do all these things to it. You get it on the grill, and you keep visiting it. And you spray it, and you, you shut the grill, and you come back, and you spray it, and you shut the grill, and you spray it, and you shut the grill. And we smoked these briskets somewhere between 10 to 12 hours. And sometimes you wonder, why are we hanging out so long in worship? <clears throat> Like, how, why are we doing this so long? Because we, we know what it is to marinate in the presence of God. It's important to marinate in the presence of God. In this message, I've never marinated on a message like I did this one. It was eight to ten hours yesterday where I just kept on going back to it, and I'd walk away. And I'd come back to it, and I'd walk away, and I'd come back to it and walk away. But this is meat. I have not come to give you milk. <laughs> and there's times in this message where I got lost in it, and, I'm, and I kept on, I, I can't tell you how many times I, I asked the Holy Spirit, say that again, <laughs> say that again, what was that? And there was times in it where I was like, wait a minute, I'm lost. I'm like, how are the people going to get this if I'm lost? And he just kept on dunking me and pulling me out and dunking me and pulling me out. But I, I was hoping this message would be nice and tidy, like, you know, you always wish. Um, but the Holy Spirit took me to places that I did not expect to go. I wanted it to be, you know, we all have a prayer closet and we have this place where we pray and, you know, you need to get in there and you need to worship and you need to, you need to read your Bible and you need to, you know, be in that spot, that prayer place and that worship place. But he said, I don't want to talk about the physical places. I want to talk about the spiritual place. I was like, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, the secret place, the secret place is not a building. And I'm talking, this message is, a, we're talking spiritually. It's not a building. Secret place is not a house. It's not an address, and it's not a specific natural location. It is a place in the spirit unveiled or revealed by Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. I, one of the things I want to get to across to you today is you never have to leave the secret place. Do you know that Jesus never left the secret place? He said, everything I see my father doing, I do it. Now, Jesus had places where he would go up into the mountains and he would pray. And he encouraged the disciples to get alone and pray. And he did those types of things. And it's, that, that is important. I'm not underestimating that. Pastor Don used to say when he would go out and mow the lawn, that's when he got his best messages. Some of you are hunters and you're fishers and you're, you hunt deer and whatnot. And the woods is a place where you seem to like meet with God and you just sense the presence of God in a greater manner. Some of you have places in your house that are set apart, like prayer places and rooms where you seem to get in there and you shut off the world and all those things are important. But I am convinced that God does not want us to come out of that prayer place, out of that worship place, out of that secret place and think somehow that we've left him. Because we are carriers of this divine nature. We are carriers of the presence of God. We are carriers of the anointing of God. And I always go back to this idea you know, the tabernacle of Moses had the holiest of holies, and that's where the Ark of the Covenant was. That's where the, God would come to meet with the high priest once a year. 
And that place was a secret place. It was tucked away. It was under animal skins. And I always wonder, you know, there's millions of Israelites that were encamped around that, around that Ark of the Covenant, around the holiest of holies, around the holy place in the outer court. There's around three million of them. And I always wonder, like, the conversations that they had. Man, I wonder what's on the inside of that holiest of holy place. Man, wouldn't it be cool to go in there? Man, wouldn't that be... Jesus, through his death, burial, and resurrection, has opened up the holiest of holies to his people, to his church, to those that are born again and have the Spirit of God. And now deep is speaking to deep. And he opened the way. He called it a new and living way. You know, when that, uh, when that uh, curtain was rent, when he was crucified, you remember that, that says that the curtain was rent. Do you know that Herod had added another 30 feet on the height of that curtain. Do you know that curtain was 60 by 60 feet? Do you know that it took 300 priests to handle that veil? Do you know it was four inches thick? So when that veil rent, I, I, before I started studying this, I always just picture the shower curtain. You know, okay, the shower curtain, you know, split in two, big deal. This thing was massive. And when he was crucified, it says it was rent. It was torn in two. And you know what happened? It says there were people buried in the ground that were dead that came up out of the ground and they were walking and they were seen by men and women walking the city. That's the power of resurrection. That's the power of the secret place. The secret place is a place of power. And it was opened up to us by Jesus. It is a place in the spirit unveiled or revealed by Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. It is a resting place in the spirit, a place to be refreshed, a place to be renewed, a place of healing, a place of power, a place of protection, a place of refuge and safety. In essence, our secret place is Jesus himself. He is our ark of safety. He is our strong tower. He is our protector and our sovereign king. This message could have been called the secret place of his presence, because that's what it is. Because that is ultimately what we are talking about, acknowledging God in all our ways, everywhere we go, intimacy with him, communion with him, sharing our heart with him, crying out to him, walking with him, leaning on him, being fed by him, and trusting him. When I woke up this morning, I thought this message was over with, and I, the Holy Spirit led me into the scriptures concerning the Garden of Eden in Genesis. And I'm like, I thought it was over. <laughs> you know, you, you put it away and you print it. And, no. So I woke up this morning and I was like, well, what's in the Garden of Eden that has anything to do with this? The Garden of Eden was a secret place. It was a place of sustenance. It was a place of nourishment. It was a place where God walked with man. Do you hear me? It was a secret place. And isn't it interesting that the devil tempted them and they fell literally to pull them out of the secret place. And his strategy has not changed. He is constantly trying to pull you, both physically and spiritually, out of that secret place. He wants to get you distracted. He wants to get, get you annoyed. He wants to get you frustrated. He wants to get you angry. He wants you to get you vengeful. But we know better. We walk in this thing called spiritual intelligence. We know what it is to bear fruit. We know the fruits of the Spirit. We know that we have, we have been born for such a time as this to be trees that people can come and pick fruit off of. There's a lot of people that need peace. Their board came out today. You know, there was a sense that people need peace. People need strength. People need strengthened. I hope this message strengthens you. I hope you find sustenance. I hope you found nourishment. 
And isn't it interesting, after they fell, what did they do? Remember, we're talking about the secret place. They tried to hide. So they took leaves and they sewed leaves together and they thought that would hide them somehow from God. Isn't it interesting that they were in a secret place and they thought that they could hide from God? It's interesting. So they fell and guess what? They were banished from the secret place. And it was thousands of years, thousands and thousands of years of prophecy saying that this Messiah was going to come, this Jesus was going to come, this man God was going to come and he was going to represent the invisible God invisibility on earth. And he came and he made a way, a new and living way that we can go back in and enter into the secret place of the Spirit. We don't know what we got sometimes, guys. We don't know what we have. We have something so rich and so precious and so awesome and so mighty and so powerful and it literally exists inside of this tent, inside of your tent. And collectively, he calls us this thing called the body of Christ, his hands and his feet and his mouth and his eyes and his ears. And we walk this earth as the body of Christ. Everybody's still breathing, correct? We are all, listen to this now, we are all learning to walk in the Spirit. We are in a school of the Spirit. We're literally in a school every day. Every day that we wake up and open our eyes and get out of our bed, guess what? School's in session. And we have to have that and understanding in us and be, have that focus in us, acknowledging God in all our, all our ways, understanding that He's trying to teach us something new every minute of the day. Do you know what it says about His thoughts? It says his thoughts about you, the sum of them, are greater than the grains of sand across the whole world. So you know what I did? I looked up how many grains of sand are in the world. You know what I found out? Gotta find it. Hold on. There are 7.5 sextillion grains of sand. This is what it looks like. It's a 7.5 with 17 zeros next to it. These are the, some of the thoughts God has for each of you as individuals in here today. And you say, why is that important? Because you understand and you receive his thoughts in the secret place. There's something called hidden manna. And I don't know about you, but I'm in need of hidden manna. There's something about the intimacy of God and the secrecy of God and the mystery of God between you and him that no one can penetrate. No devil can come in and steal that joy. No devil can come in and steal that intimacy. No devil can come in and steal that connection. Isn't it interesting we just sang about connection and disconnection? We are connected, connected. Literally, the Bible says that you are the offspring, offspring of God. When it says that you, that he is a fountain of living water, he says you are an offspring. No wonder he says that out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. How does that happen? Because you're an offspring. That's why he's constantly calling us, come out of the physical and into the spiritual and understand these things. Let the spiritual become manifest in the earth. If there's healing in heaven, let the spiritual come to earth and be manifest in the human body. And again, it has that, everything to do with him and us being a conduit of that power. Why does God want us to dwell or to remain? The word dwell literally means to remain in the secret place. Psalms 91.1, he who dwells in the secret place. He who dwells in the secret place. You could say he who abides in the secret place. He who remains. He who settles. He who sets himself or herself in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. But it's he who dwells, remains, marinates, 
hangs out for a while. Selah. Think on these things. This brain up here is what God uses to connect the spirit with the physical. And it says, renew this thing. Get this mind and get these thoughts lined up with the word of God. Get it lined up. It says, you have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. We need connection. We don't want to be disconnected. The devil is constantly trying to disconnect us from the power by temptation. Trying to get us to walk in the flesh. Trying to get us to make decisions according to the flesh. Trying to get us to make decisions according to our own needs and wants and desires and cravings. All he's trying to do is he's trying to pull you out of that secret place. But we know better. We are not spiritually dumb. We are not foolish. We are wise. Why does God want us to dwell there or to remain in the secret place? Because that's where he reveals and feeds us. His word. The hidden manna from heaven. The hidden manna from heaven. Listen to Revelations 2.17. So powerful. He who has an ear. (laughs) Spiritually. He who has spiritual ears. Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. We're in the church age. This is for us. When he's speaking these things, he's speaking to the church. To the church. This isn't something later on. This is for us here today. To him who overcomes. How does that work? Because we serve the overcomer. He says, be of good cheer. I have already overcome the world. And he's in us. What's that mean? That he has made us an overcomer. And all he's saying is, now walk in that power of overcoming. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna. See, there's some things that are kind of easy to get. There's some things that aren't so easy to get. There's some things that just kind of reflect on the surface, kind of like milk. There's other stuff that is called meat that you have to dive down in, and you have to dig down in, and you have to come down in that place, and you have to sit in that place, and you have to sit under God's wings. And you got to get it. You got to marinate you got to sit and settle under those wings. The secret place is a deep place. It's, it's deep. <laughs> to him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden man to eat, and I will give him a white stone. Do you know in this day what a white stone meant? If someone was presumed innocent or called innocent in a court of law, they would give that person a white stone. They would represent the white stone. If they were guilty, they would get a black stone. We've got a white stone. We've got a pure, white, on fire, holy, white stone. I will give him a white stone. And on the stone, a new name. Written, which nobody knows except him who receives it. Do you know that you have a physical name? But do you know that God has named you spiritually? And he says, the only person that's going to know what the name is, is you and me. My question. What's your name? Is it redeemed? Is it healed? Is it warrior? Is it forgiven? Is it loved? Is it transformed? Is it refreshed? Is it renewed? Is it set free? Is it conqueror? Is it mercy? Is it grace? Is it spiritual father or spiritual mother too many? 
Is it ambassador or encourager? What's your new name? You're not going to ever find it out unless you get in that secret place and you dwell in there and you marinate and he's going to speak it to you and he's going to tell this is your new name you may have been you might have been named by somebody on earth and i'm not just talking about your physical name but i'm talking about some names that you have been called underachiever loser never gonna make it all kinds of names that have infiltrated our brains and stuck in our brains rejected sorry (laughs) i'm not rejected The enemy tries to sow these seeds of these words on the inside of your mind and then you believe it and you literally carry out a self-fulfilling prophecy of what someone else names you. Well, you've got a name in heaven and it's far better than any human name physically you've been given or anything anybody else is ever going to call you. Hidden manna. What intimacy. Listen to the verbiage. He's going to feed you hidden manna, secret manna that can only be received in the secret place of his presence. A secret name. Abram was changed to Abraham. Exalted father to father of a multitude. Sarah was Sarai. Princely to queen or mother of princes. Jacob was changed to Israel. Deceiver to God prevails. This is the story of the gospel. God changing your name and you walking in that prophetic name and becoming everything that he, that he called you to be. Psalm 139. And you know I start getting this and, and it's the Holy Spirit says go there. And the question is always like, why? And then he shows you. Psalms 139, mind-blowing. This is 13 through 17. For you formed, I want you to think about intimacy. I want you to think about this idea of secret place, the hiding place, the shelter. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. He's speaking of the womb here, the womb. Your eyes saw my substance, and substance jumped off the page to me. So I looked it up. The Hebrew meaning of substance literally means it's the word for embryo or fetus. Embryo is one to ten weeks. The fetus is 11 weeks to birth. Being yet unformed. And in your book they were all written. The days fashioned, fashioned, created, designed for me. You want to have your mind blown? Read that all day long. You have days fashioned for you, designed for you. When as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. Why is he switching from talking about the secret place of the womb and all these things to all of a sudden he starts talking about how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more number than the sand. Sextillion, 7.5. When I am awake, I am still with you. Because in that secret place of covering, in that place, in that deep place, in, in that dark place, that's where he speaks. That's where he gives you hidden manna. 
The word secret here is the word used in Psalms 91.1. It's the same word. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The womb is a type of secret place. No wonder he calls us to dwell there. In the secret place that you discover the thoughts God has towards you. Remember, it says, how great are the sum of them. They are more in number than the sand, the grains of sand. The secret place of the womb where you are fed and you are nourished and you are protected and you are secure, where you grow and you're strengthened. Isn't it interesting that there is an attack on the unborn child in the physical sense and also attack on you to remove you from the place of growth, strengthening, nourishment, spiritually. In both cases, there is an attack on life. There's always these correlations between the physical and the spiritual that go on. In Luke 17, this is what it says. It says, now when he was asked by the Pharisees, this is verse 20, when the kingdom of God would come, because they were interested in Jesus coming in and setting up a kingdom that was earthly. They wanted Jesus to come in like a warrior, and they wanted him to rule and reign, and they wanted to get behind him and be like, hey, we're a part of this. He answered them and he said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. In other words, you're not going to be able to see it. It's an invisible kingdom. Nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is where? It's interesting when you talk about the secret place, how many times it uses this word in, within, in, in, in. It's within you. You've been given all things that pertain to life and godliness. You say, how, that, how does that work? Because when the Holy Spirit moved on the inside of your tent, he has access to everything God has for you. And he will speak to you about what those things are. And he will equip you. He is the one that's going to tell you about some of these thoughts that God has towards you. Is everybody breathing? We have inherited everything pertaining to the kingdom through Jesus. It says it's within you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The Bible says that now we are his temple. He has taken up residence in us through his spirit. We just talked about the scripture. We talked about the mind. Ephesians 3, starting in verse 16, says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit. Where? In the inner, 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 inner man. The inner chamber. That Christ may dwell, remain, settle, sit, abide in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints, all of us together, all of us together, what is the width and the length, and the depth, and the height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. <laughs> oh, man. He wants us to comprehend it. So we have this treasure in an earthen vessel, in a frail, physical earthen vessel. And the inner man of the spirit. We are in Christ, not Adam. <laughs> we are in the second Adam, not the first one. The, the Bible calls Jesus the second Adam. We're in him. Not in old stuff. Come on now. Behold, all things have become new. Old things have passed away. You become a new creature in Christ Jesus. 
earthen vessels. We walk according to the supernatural man, not the natural one. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2.14 that the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Earlier in 2.12 it says, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God that we might know. No, no, what? Know the things that have been freely given to us by God. The secret place. And I'm going to reiterate it. You don't have to leave it. The devil's going to try to pull you out everywhere you go, every person that you talk to. He's going to try to keep pulling you out and pulling you out and pulling out. You can live and breathe and have your being in that place. God's the one that said, in me you live and you have your being. You breathe in me. We talked about this idea, if God holds his breath, everybody dies. That's scriptural. The breath of God. These things have been freely given to us by God. You say, what's this idea of the natural man? There's radio frequencies going all around us. The only way that you're going to pick them up is you're going to bring a radio in here with an antenna. FM, AM. If I sit in front of you and I say, find me 105.1, the old country station on FM, but I want you to find that on the AM dial. You can go up and down the dial all you want, up and down the dial all you want. You've got to have the frequency. You, ha you have to have the receiver. You have to have the Holy Spirit. You have to have the Holy Spirit, the receiver, to accept the things of God. And you'll wonder, well, what in the world? Why are they foolishness to him? Because the door shut in that manner. But the good news is, <laughs> whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. Whoever confesses the Son of God, that veil that's rent becomes a reality, and the blinders come off. And it's happened to many, 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 hopefully all of us in here, to where God unveiled who he was, and you're like, wow. <laughs> this is what I've been missing. The same thing that happened to Paul Paul was consenting to Christians' death and pulling people out of their homes and imprisoning them. And God knocked him down. And the first thing he said was, Lord, Lord. He said, why are you persecuting me, Paul? The blinders came off. So we come to this landing place. Psalms 91.1. And the importance in this idea of the secret place. This is Old Testament. Aren't you glad that we live in that place where the page is turned into the New Testament. There are, there are millions of people that would like to be sitting in a seat that you're in right now. That lived in that era of law. And man, would they want to live in the era of grace. And here we are and here we sit in this period of grace. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And it talks about being under the wings of God, under the wings of God. It's, this is proximity. This is closeness. If you're going to stand in someone's shadow, they've got to be standing real close to you. The good news is he came up on the inside. <laughs> so he's not just standing here. He came in here. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him I will trust. 
Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers. And under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth, his truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand. These, this is a messianic portion of scripture, but the good news is we are co-heirs with him. And his death, burial, resurrection was big enough and large enough and mighty enough and power enough that we can come on the inside of it with him. And what he has becomes ours. But it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes you shall look and see the reward of the wicked because you have made the Lord, made the Lord, made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot. And when I read that, all I could think about was Jesus coming up with that man that had the legions of demons. And the, the demons spoke out of the man. And the demon said, why have you come to torment us? Offense. The church is on the offense. We are not backpedaling. <laughs> We're an army. You know what armies do? They march forward. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot because he has, why? He has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and I will show him my salvation. He who dwells remains, sits down, abides, stays, and settles. I always think about when Jesus was walking with the, the disciples and they were talking with him and they didn't realize who he was. And then he had communion with them and he broke the bread and he had them drink the wine and they sat there and their eyes were opened and they saw Jesus. And then they looked back and they said, boy, didn't our hearts burn within us when we were walking on the way with Jesus? Wasn't our, wasn't our hearts on fire when we were walking with him? That same fire and that same sense of intimacy and that same sense of presence is yours. Don't let the world or the enemy or any devil take that from you. Sometimes we have to be this idea of protecting the things that have, God has given us. Being on guard. Guarding what he has given us. Because it costs, costs much. Remains, sits down, abides, settles, stays. The secret place is literally hiding place, covering, shelter, protection. I love this. We have a few more minutes. In John 4, in verse 31, it says this, In the meantime, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat. Eat. But he said to them, Listen, boys, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Hidden manna. 
Hidden manna. I have food to eat which you do not know. Therefore the disciples said to one another, he, has anyone brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. When the devil tempted Jesus, and I want you to get this, he wasn't led into the, to the desert to fast. He was led in the desert to be tempted by the devil. Fasting was his response to the temptation. Because Jesus came in and he was like, it's game time. <laughs> it's game time. And he said, I'm going to do the things I need to do to win this battle. Because it says he went in, filled with the Spirit, and he came out on the other side of the temptation, filled with power. He went in, filled with the Spirit, and came out, filled with power. Every trial and every tribulation, every temptation that comes on you, his purpose for that is for you to go in, win the battle, filled, and come out on the other side in a new realm of power. Do not die in the desert. Do not fall in the desert. Do not succumb to the enemy's temptation in the tribulation, in the trial, in the hard place. Because that's when his voice is the loudest. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, fasted 40 days and 40 nights, did not eat one thing. Afterwards, he was hungry, hungry, hungry. He was real hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. You notice he didn't say, Because you're the Son of God, worship. Because you're the Son of God, pray. Because you're the Son of God, do the things that the Son of God is supposed to do. Huh. Right? Here's the temptation. If you're the son of God, command these stones to become bread. Why? Because he wanted that temptation to come up because Jesus was so hungry. And he said, just turn those stones into bread and then he gets something to eat. Trying to wedge his way, trying to get into that door crack, trying to get into that place where now he can come on the other side of the door. Command these stones to become bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, by, by what? Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, living by the word, the hidden manna that God reveals to you in those deep places in that secret place. That is ammo for you to fight. Y'all can stand. The good news is the veil is torn. What Adam and Eve lost in the garden, in that secret place, Jesus has restored for us to enter in anytime. He literally said, the veil is my flesh. <laughs> By a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is his flesh. The good news is you died with him. Your position is being dead to the things of the world. Your position is being alive to things of God. And all God is trying to do with us, and the Holy Spirit is constantly trying to convince us to walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the deeds of the flesh. Not to go back, not to be blinded again. Not to pick up something that God told us to set down got to stop picking stuff up that God told us to set down. 
a new and living way. And then it goes on to say, let us draw near (laughs) with a true heart. Especially in this day and age. The worshipers want to come out. Especially in this day and age with a multitude of distractions fighting for our attention. Fighting for our attention. It's important to spend time alone with God in a specific physical place. That secret place. But it's also more important to understand that you carry the secret place with you spiritually. And you don't have to leave it. Spiritually. Listen, God brings forth these messages because he knows what's coming. We don't know details like he knows details. We don't like know the future like he knows the future. So when these messages come forth, pay attention. I have to pay attention to them. You have to pay attention to them because it is preparation. Preparation. He never wants us to, has people to be blindsided by anything. He wants us to come into that place of knowing and be taught so we, we, we learn and we understand where we're at in this day and age and history and the possibilities of the future. Preparation. Jesus is in the boat sound asleep and the waves are raging around him. He's in the boat sound asleep. You say, how does that happen? Because he's chilling in the secret place. him being it. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you have provided a way through your son and his blood for us to enter in that most holy place. Listen to me. When you you come out of that physical place, the curtain doesn't shut. The curtain doesn't somehow come up and put itself back together. It's always open. You know Josephus, he's a first century historian. He said that bale was so big, you could have attached four horses to it and they would not have been able to rip it apart. And Jesus is crucified and the thing from top to bottom just goes whoosh. From top to bottom. The power of the rent veil. Heaven opened. Heaven, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The veil's rent. The passage is open. He was the repairer of the breach. Repairer. He bridged the gap between heaven and earth. He bridged the gap. And what is lost and what was lost by Adam and Eve has now been restored by the second Adam. Jesus. I pray a blessing on every one of you. And I pray the spirit of the, of the living God that is on the inside of you. The teacher. The comforter. The healer. The power of God. God said, let there be light. And the Holy Spirit said, let's go. Let's make some animals, Holy Spirit. Let's go. Let's create grass and trees. Let's create. Holy Spirit said, let's go. He's a creator. God speaks and the Holy Spirit comes in. You know, come in and he'll make things right. Disease be made right. Bodies line up to the word of God. 
line up to the glorified body. Your position is you have been given a glorified body. You have not seen the manifestation of it yet, but it's yours to be had. My thing is, I want a taste of the age to come and see some stuff that comes down from heaven where bodies are changed and tumors disappear and bones are lined up and people can breathe. They may not have been able to breathe, but you gotta go get it. Listen to me, the kingdom of violence suffers the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. There's a part of the kingdom, and it's not physical violence, it's spiritual violence. It's going in and getting exactly what God gave you through Jesus. Are you in here today and don't have peace? Go get it. Are you in here and your mind is anxious? Don't let it be. I came to the conclusion one time in my life that I have been given this thing called self-control, and I can't tell you how it overwhelmed me when I found this out. When the revelation came, when the thoughts in my head and God shows me, listen, you're in charge of what's going on in your brain. Nothing, nobody else and the devil is not in charge of your brain. You are in charge of your brain. You have been given the mind of Christ. So if you've got thoughts that do not line up with the word of God, you have to tell the devil to keep his mouth shut and say, listen, I'm a child of the king. I'm going to be exactly who Jesus created me to be. And God did not create me to be depressed. He didn't create me to be anxious. He didn't create me to be sick. He created for me to be a conduit for heaven to come to earth. Why? Because he's living on the inside of your body. So my proclamation today in here is be healed. Spirit, soul, and body. Mind, will, and emotions, body, and spirit. Be healed. Be healed. And the prayer people want to come up. Don't be afraid to come down and pray by, on your own. Don't be afraid to come down and have people pray for you. Grab somebody if you need to and say, hey, I need prayer. I need prayer. I got this going on. I need prayer. There's something that God does through the laying on of hands. There can be a transference through the laying on of hands, of healing power, of delivering power. You can come in one way and you can go out another. Let God do what he wants to do. <laughs> and we pray and we seal this word in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Let's, let's worship this king.